G'day, eh? IMSA prepares to head north of the border for their annual trip to Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, aka Mosport. Who's on the grid, what's going to be racing, and will the chaos that emerged at the Glen come with IMSA across the border? Going to start off with some pretty big news for one of IMSA's current LMP3 teams. AWA has announced that they will be shifting their operations from IMSA's LMP3 class that is not going to be continuing next year to the GTD class of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. In this announcement, they did confirm that they would maintain running two cars like they do right now in LMP3. And it also seems likely that they're going to be maintaining their customer driver lineup. However, that is, of course, not confirmed, and it's also not confirmed or was not indicated who the pro drivers might be to join them in the car. It has also not been announced yet what manufacturer they're going to be aligned with, but we can maybe get some hints based off of who they previously have worked with. They used to compete in the Michelin Pilot Challenge in the GS class with GT4 machinery, and when they competed in that class, they raced the McLaren, they raced the Porsche, and interestingly, they raced the Mustang. Now, I say interestingly on the Mustang because Multimatic, the company that's going to be manufacturing the car for Ford, they are headquartered in Toronto. AWA also is located in Toronto. You kind of catching what I'm putting down here? Now, location aside, the Ford Performance Motorsport Director Mark Rushbrook would not confirm if there was going to be customer GTD Mustangs on the IMSA grid next year. He said that it was likely a matter of how quickly they were going to be able to manufacture them, and that would dictate how many customer entries that they would have. However, in the Sports Car 365 article that was announcing this for AWA, they did indicate that they were not likely to receive the cars prior to November or December. That timeline seems to be somewhat consistent, perhaps, with uh, how quickly Ford and Multimatic might be able to turn these out. And while this is just pure speculation on my point, it would be an interesting customer option, I think, for Ford to look into, especially given the proximity with Multimatic, AWA, the information sharing that, of course, would be able to, uh, to potentially take place there. And, of course, this would be a great step up for AWA, stepping up from the LMP3 categories into the GTD class with a great manufacturer like Ford. We also got a brief update on the Lexus GT3 that was pre that had previously announced that it was on the track and doing some very early testing. They revealed that due to manufacturing delays of the actual road going car, that the race car, which is going to be likely badged as Lexus in IMSA, but is based off of a Toyota, is not likely to debut until 2026. At least it was noted in the WEC. So it should be said it's unclear as to what this might look like in IMSA. However, I would say that it's probably pretty unlikely that they would debut it in IMSA before debuting, debuting it in Europe. And I think it would make sense that they just want to globally roll those out into motorsports at the same time. And it should be noted that this car was previously expected to debut in 2025 and it appears that this news is going to bump that back a year. Who doesn't love a good BOP conversation, right? There's a few noteworthy pieces to mention here, starting off with GTP. The Acura, the BMW, and the Cadillac are all going to be 7 kilograms lighter than they were at the Glen, where Porsche is only going to be 6 kilograms lighter. This means that Acura is still the heaviest, Cadillac still the lightest. 
And the only other notes when it comes to the GTP class here is when it comes to overall stint energy. Acura got a very slight increase in the amount of stint energy that's going to be available to them, while the other three manufacturers, BMW, Cadillac, and Porsche, all got a slight decrease. The bigger changes, though, come to the GTD classes. Porsche gets another 0.3 millimeter air restrictor increase. Mercedes gets a half millimeter increase and Porsche is going to see a rather large one and a half millimeter air restrictor increase. So for those three manufacturers, it is going to translate to more power. And at a high speed track like CTMP, that is definitely not going to be a bad thing. And then there are some small fuel adjustments to be noted here. Acura will gain two liters of capacity, Corvette one liter, McLaren two liters, Mercedes gains a liter of capacity, and Porsche gains two liters of fuel capacity. On to the track now and good old Mosport. And yes, indeed, it is pronounced Mosport not Mossport, and yes, many people still do refer to it as Mossport, as opposed to its new name, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. The track has a long history behind it, dating back to 1958, when the British Empire Motor Club selected the 450-acre piece of land to build a race course. The name Mossport, which is a contraction of motor and sport, was coined and applied to the new business that they would call Mossport Limited. As I mentioned, Mossport is frequently mispronounced as Mossport, and lots of this is quite justified as there is some confusion with the driver Sterling Moss, who has a corner named after him at the track. See, when Alan Bunting was designing the track, Sterling Moss saw the plans during the design phase and he liked them. However, he did recommend that a single radius hairpin be changed to two consecutive right-hand 90-degree angle turns that would lead on to the long back straight. In fact, Moss was convinced that this would be a much more difficult and challenging corner for the drivers, as well as provide a much better viewing experience for the fans. As a result, turns 5A and 5B, as they're officially known as, are referred to as Moss Corner. In May of 1961, the 3.9 kilometer or 2.4 mile track with its 10 corners was ready for racing. And since then, it's seen some repave, some, you know, paved runoff added, but there's really been absolutely no major reconfigurations to this track. And since it's been built, it's hosted just about every major form of North American motorsport, as well as many worldwide motorsports as well. From IndyCar to Formula One, Can-Am racing, motorcycle racing, as well as NASCAR have been run at the track. And since IMSA started coming here in 1982, it has been a driver favorite. And there are many drivers on the grid who are quite vocal that this is their favorite track that they attend on the calendar. Most part might be a favorite track, but it is a both fast and very tricky track to navigate. Lap times will be about one minute and five seconds-ish for the GTPs. I mean, we kind of have to wait and see what they spit out during first practice. And that translates down to about the one minute and 16 second mark for the GTD classes. The track is fairly high speed all the way around and features a good combination of high and medium speed corners with a low speed corner as well. And one of the things that really makes this track challenging is the 170 feet of elevation change over the course of a lap. And this elevation change really makes the track feel more like a roller coaster than the deceptively simple looking track map might lead you to believe. There are some great passing opportunities around here, notably into turn three, which is Quebec Corner. 
turn five, Moss Corner, and then down the long Mario Andretti straight. And there have also been some pretty insane passes made in turn 10 and coming out of turn 10, mostly in some of the NASCAR series, but you will see the occasional dive into turn 10 as well. And the grid that we're going to see is quite healthy this year. It's up seven entries from where it was last year to a total of 34. And this is actually a return to the pre-COVID grid sizes for the track. Only four classes will be competing this weekend with nine cars in the GTP category, six in LMP3, five in GTD Pro, and a nice healthy 14 car GTD grid. 123 laps were turned by the victorious 01 Chip Ganassi Racing Cadillac of Sebastian Bourdais and Renga van de Zander last year. And you might recall the final stint of that race between Renga van de Zander and the number 60, I believe it was uh, Tom Blomquist that was in the car at that time. Just a great battle right down to the end of the race. Other winners were Colin Braun and John Bennett in the Core Autosport LMP3. In GTD Pro was the hometown team of FAF Motorsports with Matthew Jaminet and Matt Campbell behind the wheel. And finally, in GTD, it was the number 27 Heart of Racing Aston Martin with Maxime Martin and Canadian Roman DeAngelis behind the wheel. Unlike the turbulent weather that we saw at the Glen, this weekend's weather looks to be quite a bit better, with temperatures ranging from the 24 to 27 degrees Celsius, or 76 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit range. It looks to be overall a sunny weekend, maybe a chance of some clouds here and there, and maybe the occasional spotted shower here and there, but nothing nothing close to what we had at the Glen. As always, though, I recommend you check out RaceCast Weather. They're going to keep you updated with the race week forecast for you. I'll link to their Twitter account in the show notes. Now look, it's my home race, and being a complete homer, I am only going to pick Canadians or Canadian teams to win this weekend. So, in GTP... Shoot, okay, maybe I haven't fully thought this through. Okay, they might not be Canadian, but they did win here last year. The number 01 Cadillac Racing entry of Renga van de Zander and Sebastian Borde. I'm picking them to repeat this year. As I mentioned, Renga put in an absolute flyer of a stint at the end of the race last year. It kind of seems like that Cadillac might be suited to a track like CTMP. LMP2, of course, is not here this weekend. They have the weekend off, so we're going to jump to the LMP3 class. And man, oh man, there is a ton of Canadian representation in this class. We must have some, like, good dental colleges or something around. But in LMP3, Avenue Motorsports is going to feature a pair of Canadians in Anton Como and George Stakos. Junior 3 Racing is going to have Garrett Grist in their lineup. And Canadian team AWA will have Anthony Mantella in their lineup. However, I am going to go with the number 13 AWA Duquesne of Ore Fadani and Matt Bell to take the class win here. Fadani has been very steadily improving in that car. With it being his home race as well, I think he can turn up the dial just a bit. And I think if they can keep pace with the number 74 Riley, who kind of seems to be in a class all of their own this year, then I think that they're going to have a pretty darn good shot of taking a hometown victory. Now, there's only one realistic option for me in GTD Pro, and that's number 9, Faf Motorsports Porsche. They don't have any Canadian drivers in the lineup, but the iconic Canadian team is sure to have plenty of fan support this weekend. They're also going to be sporting a freaking beautiful one-off livery from Dakin's Design. Like, this thing is seriously beautiful, and I also believe that Toronto Motorsports, who does FAF's merch, 
is going to have some special merch at the track for this one-off livery. And I'm going to link to you some more photos of this beautiful car in the show notes. GTD also sees a number of Canadians in the field, such as Misha Goberg in the number 78 Forte Racing, powered by US Race Tronics Lamborghini, Mikael Grenier in the Team Korthoff Mercedes, but I'm going to be turning to the number 27 Heart of Racing Aston Martin, featuring Marco Sorensen and Canadian Roman DeAngelis to take back-to-back wins in class. What do you think of my Homer picks, though? Let me know who you're going to be rooting for in the comments below. Running through the point standings in GTP, it's the number 31 wheel and engineering Cadillac with 1,602 points. They have a 64 point advantage on the number 25 BMW Team RLL entry. In LMP3, the number 74 Riley Motorsports Ligier has 730 points. That's a 124 point advantage over the number 17 AWA Duquesne. In GTD Pro, it's the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus who has 1,795 points. That is 113 points ahead of the number 79 WeatherTech Racing Mercedes. And in GTD, it's the number one Paul Miller Racing BMW with 1,592 points. That is 104 points ahead of the number 12 Vassar Sullivan Lexus. Well, the WeatherTech Championship is not going to be the only racing on track this weekend. The VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge returns with a very healthy 28 entries this weekend. It will see 16 entries in the GSX class, which races GT4 machinery, and 12 entries in LMP3. There are also a couple of Canadians in this class that I want to call out. They are Jonathan Woolridge and Antonio Saravale. Michelin Pilot Challenge also returns with 35 entries on the grid. There are going to be 24 GS entries that run GT4 spec machinery and 11 TCR entries. And man, oh man, if you want to cheer for a home track win in the Michelin Pilot Challenge, there are tons of options for you to pick from. You're going to have George Stakos, Parker Thompson, Daniel Morad, Michael DeMeo, Thomas Collingwood, Kyle Marcelli, and an all-Canadian entry of Jesse Lazar and Alex Filsinger. And that's just on the GS entry list. Well, in TCR, you have, of course, last year's winners, Mark Wilkins and Robert Wickens, albeit they aren't racing in the same car again this year. They are competing in separate entries. But then you also have Denis Dupont and Carl Whitmer. So tons of options for a hometown victor. There darn well better be one Canadian, at least on the podium, I would hope. <laughs> There's also quite a few races that are slated to take place this weekend, starting with the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge on Saturday. Race one for them goes at 11.35 a.m. Eastern Time, and that's going to be able to be viewed on IMSA TV or Peacock. It's going to be followed up at 12.40 p.m. for IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Qualifying. And to end out Saturday's running at 3.55 p.m. Eastern Time on IMSA TV and Peacock, it is going to be the Michelin Pilot Challenge taking to the track for the Canadian Tire Motorsport Park 120. On Sunday at 9.25 Eastern Time on IMSA TV and Peacock, race two for the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge will take to the track. And that will be followed up at noon Eastern, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship heads out for the two-hour and 40-minute-long Chevrolet Grand Prix. You can catch that race on NBC or IMSA TV. That's going to wrap up this Mostport preview. Before you go, though, make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app so that you never miss an episode. And also a big shout-out to all of the Patreon supporters. If you want to support the show and get a little 
information behind the scenes then you can head to patreon.com slash off in the s's you can also follow along with twitter at off in the s's or you can check out the video version of the show on youtube just search for off in the s's once again thanks for tuning in i hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go off in the s's